Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, ferrets and your crazy Aunt Linda. It's your girl, Heather McMahon, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm thrilled to be here, you know, still locked up raw at my mom's house. And uh, we're feeling good, except for my vagina. We're going to get into that in just a second. Got a lot to tell you. We have so many funny voicemails. Y'all are literally losing your minds while you're in quarantine. And I have just spent my entire morning fucking giggling my ass off listening to these voicemails. The stories are insane. Y'all are crazy. I think we're going to have a really good giggle this week. I'm so thrilled you're here. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. Listen, I'm chipper. I'm in high spirits. Shouldn't be for the fact that I burned my taint off yesterday. You know, as a comedian, you know, obviously we speak and come up with material from usually a dark place. You know, the, the darker something is, the funnier it is. When I tell cancer jokes, they're the best hit every time, except for that one cunt in the back who's uncomfortable because she's never had anybody die on her. Anywho, through pain comes prosperity. You know, we're learning about this through quarantine. What have we learned about ourselves? Well, I had a very harrowing experience this week. And I can tell through the voicemails that a lot of y'all have too. And I feel like, you know, the only way I'm going to push through what happened to me, the physical assault that I experienced through a hot cup of coffee on my undercarriage genital region, if you will, the only way that I can move through that pain is to talk about it openly. I am sure I will get a phone call from my attorney, the Georgia law lady in just a moment. She'll say, case closed. Don't talk about it publicly. But I mean, I already talked about it on Instagram. I feel like y'all need to hear it from me. What happened? Documented. It was a doozy of a fucking day. And clearly from the voicemails, y'all have been having the same fucking week. I told you going through this quarantine, it's like the stages of grief. One day you're in denial. I can't believe we're locked up raw. You know, the next week you got anxiety. Do I have the coronas? The third week, you're fucking delusional. You're on three Xanax on your roof, tap dancing. Fourth week, 
you're deep in the amps trying to, you know, find love because you're desperate. You're on the dating amps, sending photos of your titties to some guy in, you know, Nigeria. I don't know. I felt like at the beginning of this week, I was on a good high. Like, all right, we're positive. I'm not watching the news. I feel like we're going to get through this. I'm going to focus on the things that I can control. You know, mind-body connection. Until something disconnected my vagina. This episode I like to call, I Burned My Grundle. Or taint. Here's the deal. So yesterday morning, um, my mom woke up. She's like, Heather, I'm so starving. Can you please? And now, you know, Robin eats like a baby bird. She eats about three bites of a chocolate chip cookie, six glasses of red wine, and a cup of black coffee, apparently. And that's it. I don't know how she's surviving, what she's running on, but that's her That's her go-to. That's her kryptonite. You know what I'm saying? Is it kryptonite? No, kryptonite killed. I don't know. Is kryptonite good or bad? Whatever. You get it. So I'm like, sure, mom, not a problem. This is about 10, 15 in the morning. I'm on the phone with my best friend, Anne-Marie. Yesterday was the anniversary of Anne-Marie's dad's passing. And so Annie and I do the same. You know, we call each other on that day and we giggle and we try and bring joy to each other. We did not realize, you know, this could have been the ghost of her dead father trying to say, hey, Heather, you know, I miss you too. I don't know what it was, but I, I pull in the Starbucks drive-thru. I'm talking to Annie. You know, we're having a little bit of a moment. I pause the conversation. I order the following. Chocolate croissant, egg white bites. So the sous vide egg white bites, double toasted. Those are for me. Chocolate croissant is for my mother. Bagel with cream cheese for my mother. I'm trying to give her variety because she only eats carbs. And a tall black coffee. Now I know what you're thinking. Who drinks a tall black coffee from Starbucks? One, their coffee is already pretty much like the underbelly of, I would imagine like a cement factory. Wherever they make cement, whatever that smell is in that factory, that's what the coffee smells and tastes like. You know what I'm saying? But I do what my mother asks because I'm a good daughter. I'm loyal. I order her her tall black coffee. I'm still on the conversation with Anne-Marie. No big deal. Easy breezy. Pull up. Touchless system. You know, I, I slide my credit card into the little machine. I look at the guy. I can't see him because he's got a mask on, protecting himself. Understood. I respect my boundaries. Pull my credit card out. Transactions finished. Now, Starbucks has a new system on how they're handing you your cup of joe. You know, it's got to be a, a transaction where they don't, a touchless transaction, if you will. They don't want to touch you. So I want you to envision this. I'm sitting in my car and the man, young man, probably gentleman, I'd say maybe 18, couldn't be much older than that. Sweet guy, had kind eyes until he burned my vagina. Okay, so he has a coffee mug. I want you to envision a coffee mug. He puts my mom's tall black coffee into the coffee mug, hands the mug out to me. I pick it up. Now, if you're picking a a tall coffee out of a coffee mug, you have to slightly lift it, right? It's got a sleeve on it, slightly lift it up out of the coffee mug, pull it into your window. Yeah, you with me? Place it in your cup holder. Problem was pulling it out of the coffee mug pulling it into my car, the lid wasn't on. So when I get it into my car, the lid, now I'm holding it at the neck, like like at the belly neck of the coffee. Lid pops off, first spill over. So I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Next thing you know, because the lid wasn't on, black coffee all over my taint. I need you to know something. 
I am one of those people, even in a really sketchy situation, I don't freak out. I actually get under control. I could probably have both of my legs run over and I'd be like, oh, it's fine. You know, you didn't see me because <laughs> I'm a Pisces and we're people pleasers. In this moment, now my friend Anne Marie is still on speakerphone. So I'm like, Annie, hold on. I got to pay this gentleman. Thank you. Annie just hears me do the following. Oh my God. Oh my God. What the fuck? Fuck me. Oh my God. It's so fucking hot. Holy shit. She starts screaming on the phone. She's like, are you okay? I just start screaming. The guy behind the counter is like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Now I need you to know this entire tall black coffee has spilled directly onto my crotch. It is now running under the seat. So the brunt of my body that got the hot coffee was my undercarriage where my two ass cheeks, you know, when you like, if you're looking at the back of your ass, the place where your thong starts to kind of disappear into the darkness, that's where the place where if you had a bodysuit on where you'd snap it, not your vagina, like the tip of your butt, where your butt cheeks kind of form together. That got the brunt of it. I'm buckled in, safety first. I'm buckled in. I can't get my seatbelt off fast enough. I'm just screaming. Y'all, I am not kidding you. In my life, I have never felt something this hot before. And I got to say something. If I didn't have fucking jeans on, I wouldn't be alive to tell this story. I could feel my jeans just melting. You know what I mean? I could just feel the jeans start to just disintegrate. But they saved me. And I dressed up that morning because I was like, you know, I was like, I just got to put on some regular clothes. I got up with a little pep in my step. Thank God. God told me, he said, don't wear yoga pants. They're too thin. Your pussy's about to get incinerated, singed. Thank God the car was in park too. Side note, thank God. Well, if it isn't apparent by now, we'll probably be locked up raw for quite some time. In the meantime, I've got to do something to battle with my crippling anxiety. So I'm hitting that beach body workout from the comfort of my own home. I'm really loving this morning meltdown with Jericho McMatthews. It's like a 20 to 30 minute hit workout, minimal equipment. She's the jam. They got a live DJ spinning tunes. I feel like I'm back at one of my favorite gyms. But guess what? I'm in my mom's basement shredding just shredding. That's what's up. Here's the deal. I'm really, really into this beach body. They have everything on there. If you want more yoga, you want more Pilates, they have P90X, Insanity, all of it. But literally it is just, it's not expensive and it's the jam and I am so into it and it just makes it really, really easy. Here's the thing. I want you to try the service because it's been helping me battle with my anxiety and just getting, feel like I'm moving and, and grooving and doing the damn thing. Right now, my listeners can get a f- special free trial. That's right. Special free trial when you text absolutely to 303030. That's 303030. Just text absolutely and you'll get a free trial membership. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutrition information and support totally free. Yes, that's right. I said it free 99. Just text the word absolutely to 303030. And hey, join me. Let's do some Jericho McMatthews morning meltdown. I'll see you on the map, baby. So I'm basically, I want you to imagine like, you know, when you've lifted up in your seat, but you're still buckled in and I'm just screaming, fuck this, holy fuck. Oh my God, this is fucking hot. Now the guy in Starbucks, I couldn't even tell you what he looked like because he had a mask and his eyes were gentle, but that was it. I don't remember much. I blacked out, PTSD, trauma. So while my grundle is just singeing and it's also down my back because the thing fell and it just was like, it went down the seat and just splashed up. The guy's just throwing napkins into my car. And he's like, oh my God, the top wasn't on. I was like, I 
fucking know. Like I, I really snapped. I didn't know what to do because I was just in pain. Like I really am passive aggressive. You, I could find a Band-Aid and why sandwich at a store and I'd be like, hi guys, I think we need a, you might want to like talk to the kitchen staff. Yeah, maybe we have a couple of hygiene problems. It's no big deal. No, I, I'm fine. Vagina burnt. So the guy then hands me a new coffee. I'm just like, you know, when you're just in fight or flight, you have no idea what's fucking going on. I just accept the new coffee. But he says this, he goes, we put a topper on it. Now, at this point, the guy handed me, I believe, and I'm sure we could go back and look at the security footage. I believe he just handed me the coffee straight on. So it's like a P2P, peer-to-peer transaction. So my vagina is on fire. I'm just like literally in shock at this point. I just grabbed the second coffee with the stopper in it to keep it hotter. Like I needed it to be hotter by the time I got to my house in three minutes. I put it in the seat. I grabbed my food. He's like, what do you need? I think he said that I go, I got to get the fuck out of here and take these jeans off and check my pussy. And I start to drive off. I was just in a sheer panic. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know if I could pull over. It was kind of one of those things where I was so afraid of what I was going to find. I was like, let me just get home. Meanwhile, I soaked up most of the coffee under my crotch. Like I'm still driving and doing this and I'm just sitting because I can't put any pressure on my butt because that's where the hot heat is radiating. So I'm driving lifted up with tears rolling down my eyes. Just like, oh my God. Oh my God. I burned my vagina. I'm in a tough place. I got home. My sister was like, holy shit. Coffee's all over the car. My jeans soaked. So, of course, I had to bend over and Ashley had to look. And she's like, you burned. You burned the left and right side of your butt cheeks and down where the thong disappears. So she's like, you need to go get it looked at. I went to the doctor. My medical records will be sealed. But I'm in a vulnerable situation. I share a lot of things. But, you know, when you have to lay down on a bed, essentially doggy style, for your partner, your spouse, your Italian stallion to then put medical grade ointment and apply it to your undercarriage so the boils don't bust. You've had a bad day. And I don't know if this is God telling me because I just got this fucking Peloton bike. Spinning was never a good look for you. If you think I can sit down on the saddle now, you're out of your mind, Cody. You're out of your friggin' mind. I, I don't know. It was a scene. I was unwell. The doctor said, just go home, lay down, turn on a fan, like keep your pants off. You need to keep it like moist with the ointment and you need to make sure that you don't let anything like rub on it. So I I spent the rest of my day pantless on my bed with a fan on just doing this. In the arms of the angels, fly away from here. You know, I, I mean, where do you even go from here? All I got to say is thank God Jeff and I had sex the night before. So he got his fix because it's going to be another three months till I can even let the sun shine down there. That's all I can say. I got a lot of concerned messages. I appreciate you. Right now, there are some things that I need to keep to myself, like the photographic evidence of my burned grundle. And I'll tell you right now, you never realize how much you use your grundle, what you use it for until it's crispy. Maybe I should use my celebrity for good. And that is to start an awareness. You know, the thong 
underbelly areas. Maybe I come out of this an advocate for that area for special treatment. Maybe I come out of this an advocate for only iced coffees. I don't fucking know. When I got home, of course, my sister's fucking concerned because she sees the burn. She's like, oh my God. My mom goes, where's my fucking bagel? I said, wow. Wow, Trina. Wow. No, you got a a little tummy ache because you're starving. My cooch just got crispy. You know, I thought we were on the up. I thought Kim Jong-un was for sure dead. We don't even know the facts on that. Y'all know I'm obsessed with North Korea. Heather, why are you transitioning from your burned undercarriage to North Korea? Because I thought we were on the up. I did. I thought, we're coming out of this. It's going to be a good day. And it wasn't. I woke up that morning and said, listen, today's a new day. I bet they're going to come out and they're going to confirm that Kim Jong-un is dead. Didn't hear it on the news. Was reminded that my friend's dad died. And then I burned the back end of my cooter. I don't know what to tell y'all. You know, as a comedian, a lot of people think, I've even been asked, hey, the stories that you tell, are those things true? Yeah, they're fucking true. Yeah, my material comes from a place of genuineness, genuity, made that up, and real life experience. And it is what it is. And that's on God. You know, I just appreciate the community that we've built here because y'all have reached out to me. And if anybody has on any intel as to whether or not Kim Jong-un is actually dead, I'd really like that information. Because you know I'm obsessed with North Korea. If you didn't know that, I've been obsessed with North Korea for a while. I used to give to a charity and I actually, I need to just start giving to them again because I I really love their organization. This charity called Link Liberty in North Korea. When I was really obsessed with North Korea a couple years ago, like obsessed because it's just fascinating to me that they truly live under an absolute dictatorship and have no access to the outside world except if you like smuggle old DVDs of Gilmore Girls into North Korea. And then if you do, your whole family will die. Do you know what I'm saying? But I found this charity called Link. It's called Liberty in North Korea. And they basically help people escape and, 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 you know, transition their lives into South Korea and other parts of the world. But North Korea is fucking wild. And if you want to watch some documentaries, there's a Vice documentary. It's from like 2007 when the main guy who runs Vice, I believe it's Stephen Smith. He goes over there. Shane Smith is Shane Smith. He goes over to North Korea and this is one of the original documentaries. It's a little like you can tell it was shot in 2007, but it's so fucking good. It's like a three-part series. Watch that on YouTube and then watch any of the updated documentaries. Then watch the updated documentary of when Vice takes Dennis Rodman over there. You just need to see what it's like in North Korea and you'll get in a deep wormhole. You got nothing else to fucking do. What else do you have to do, Karen? I'm laying in bed, letting, you know, my vagina heal. The least I could do is do a little research on another part of the world and see how I can help. So that's where I'm at in my life. I've been watching a lot of videos, a lot of wedding videos. We're postponing our wedding to next year. If you were invited and you're listening to this, I'll let you know the new date. We're still working on it. Obviously, it's in. And listen, wedding, first world problems. But you know what? I do want the brides, and they've reached out to me, and I think I've said this before. I want the brides to know that, you know, you've done a lot of planning and a lot of hard work. You're allowed to be fucking bummed. People whose graduations were canceled, you're allowed to be bummed. Life milestones, you're allowed to be bummed. You're not allowed to, like, disobey the rules and get everybody sick but you're allowed to be fucking bummed. And I hear you and I feel you and I'm so fucking sorry, but I kind of got in a wormhole. I'd never really been like emotionally attached to the wedding in the sense that like, of course, Jeff and I are going to get legally married and do the damn thing, but I want this wedding now. It's like, for me, I want to feel celebrated. We haven't even had a fucking engagement party. 
That's no fault on like our friends. I didn't say that like aggressively. It's just everything had to get canceled. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of feels like, you know, we've been together a really long time and we waited for everybody else to get married and have kids. And I just want to feel a little celebrated. I want to feel like I'm doing something for Jeff too. But man, I got in a wormhole of just like, just type in on YouTube, like luxury Italian weddings. A lot of them are going to make you weep just because it's beautiful. And you know, these people are having the fucking time of their lives. But there's one and I'll put up the link on Instagram. It's this, it's like the most beautiful wedding ever. And I don't know where it is. I think it's in Southern Italy, somewhere by Positano. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's an older couple. The groom is so handsome. He's an older gentleman, probably in his at least late 70s. No, not late 70s, I'd say early 70s. And then the bride comes down and she is like Anna Kornikova. Do you know what I'm saying? She is clearly like Russian. And then they get a little video clip of her speaking. And she's maybe, I'd say, 31 soaking wet, 110 pounds soaking wet, Victoria's Secret model. She's an Alessandra Ambrosia. Ambrosia, Ambrosia. Look, that's the vibe. Brunette, maybe Brazilian, maybe Eastern European. Couldn't really pick up on the Portuguese. Portuguese. And I was just dying. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I need. I might make Jeff do like old man makeup. Like maybe I'll age him, do some really intense graphics because I want to redo this video for my wedding. Like I know what he looks like. If I could get him on board, I would age him and make him look really old and almost do like a jackass stunt and then just look really slutty in my dress. This video just fucking tickled me pink. I'm like, this bitch got her Italian wedding. She's 40 years younger than the guy. Where's mine? The injustice of it all. Anywho, okay, listen, enough about my vagina, enough about North Korea, enough about my nuptials that will eventually happen. I'm in a dark spot this week and clearly y'all are too. I'm going to get into these voicemails because shit's been on and popping. And I'm here for you. Pay to pay, I got your back, you got mine. Thank you for the well wishes. Send me your ointment recommendations. And that's all I can say. That's on God. All right, let's get into the first voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Amanda from New Jersey. First off, I'd like to say I'm very sorry about your grundle situation that you've had this week. Um, Second off, I would like to say absolutely not to having eyelashes on your headlights of your car. If your car headlight eyelashes look better than your actual eyelashes, I think we have to do a P to T because that is like, that's just not okay. I'm so sorry. Okay, bye. Amanda from New Jersey. Honey, you called at the right time. Oh my God. Thank you for your concern. I appreciate the thoughts, the prayers. Let's talk about it. First of all, Jersey. I mean, what did you expect out of Jersey? I mean, I've seen, you know, the VW bug, always like a hot pink or a pale dusty yellow. You know what I'm saying? Remember when that they redid the bug? Not the most recent, but when they redid the bug, we were all in high school. I think it was like 2005, maybe 2003, and that new bug came out. Dude, you know the girl who had the bug at your school. Her name was Lori Beth, and she had the fucking yellow bug. And it really wasn't until she got out of school, she ended up like going somewhere for a cheerleading scholarship, and then she dropped out and became like an esthetician. And no, hey, no shade. You know, I love my estheticians. I'm just saying. We always knew that's where she was headed. She was the one who had the bug. And she didn't get the eyelashes on the bug until she, you know, got into beauty school. And that's what's up. That's, you know, it's the truth. Yeah, P to P. How do you even pull that bitch over? You got to 
you know, stick your head out of the window like a dog, like a dumb and dumber. You know, he's like, goodbye, my love. You got to snap your own neck, risk your own life to get this woman's attention because you got to blink at her. I've got no lashes. I'm bare. Y'all are seeing me look like a damn wet dog. My roots are down to my now crispy taint. My mom looked at me yesterday and goes, you have to get your hair colored. I said, mom, what do you want me to do? When it's safe? Sure. I don't know what the right call is. One of my hair girls was like, I can come do it. Am I going to get fucking publicly shamed? Probably. So I don't know what the right call is. Is it safe if she's been quarantined and I've been quarantined? Probably, but I don't know what the fucking call is. So right now your girl's playing it safe. The fucking eyelashes on the car. What are you doing? You know, what if we found out later that the eyelashes on the bug, it's like she's an undercover cop. That's who this bitch is. Lori Beth, the joke's on all of us. She's been a fucking PI this whole fucking time. And she's like, oh, you guys thought that I was just doing this to be cute? No, I'm that bitch who's so, like you would never be afraid of a woman rolling up in a, in a pale yellow bug. You're like, oh, she's got a Tamagotchi on her keychain. She knows zero self-defense. That's that girl, Lori Beth. But what we'd end up finding out that she's actually like trained in mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, some sort of cutthroat ninja school she went to when she dropped out of Duke before, you know, she quote unquote went to beauty school. That was, we all know that was a cover up because she was a private investigator. She's probably been working for the CIA. She might actually be on her way to North Korea right now to jump out of a plane to kill Kim Jong-un. We don't know. P to P. I'd like to pull her over and talk to her and ask her, even if she is a private investigator, she has some sort of cover-up story. You know, she has that script down pat. We could do a little role play. You know, you're pulling over. Hey, girl. Hey, I just have a question. Um, what's up with the eyelashes? Oh, hey, girl. Um, so I dropped out of Duke and I went to beauty school and I just like, I also do lash extensions. So I just, it's like my calling card on my car. Also, I work for the CIA. Bye. That's how that conversation would go. I feel you. P to P, peer to peer, pussy to pussy. Quit drinking hot coffee. Quit putting eyelashes on your car. And quit dropping out of Duke. That's on God. Let's get to the next one. Hi. First of all, we love you. This is Eden and Erica from Alabama. And our absolutely not is this fucking week. I had a performance meeting on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I forgot. Didn't show up. So that looks really good on my car. And I haven't been sure for the last two weeks if I would be paid or still had a job. And my boyfriend hates me. And... This week is Corona. And the fact yeah. that there's one more day, because it's Thursday at what? I can't see that far. We've had a lot of wine. 8.54. Mm-hmm. 8.54. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it through tomorrow, but we love you. Hardly. We love you so much. Bye. Bye. We just hang out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Eden and Erica, the giggles. I'm here for it. This has been a fucking week. You're 100% right. It's been a shit show. Shit show. We thought we were coming over the crest. No one has any idea what's happening. Do I have to be the whistleblower on this? It's like you turn on the news. There's so much shit, whatever, fake news, this, that. Nobody fucking has any idea what is happening. Between your Aunt Karen sending you 65 conspiracy theories in your, you know, Hotmail inbox, you're like, Karen, I haven't used that. I don't use Hotmail anymore. And she's like, but that's where I'm sending all my conspiracy theories to. Between that, between the fact that, you know, everybody expects you to be fucking productive right now. I'm done. Now, Eden and Erica, I don't know which, because y'all were giggling, you know, who didn't show up to their performance, I guess, review, but that's fucking funny. What do you want me to do? What do you, you want me to zoom in and tell you, yes, I'm still not wearing pants? Like, what the fuck? 
What do you want me to do, sir? Are you going to get fired? Probably 100%. (laughs) Plain and simple. Eden or Erica, one of y'all doesn't know if you're going to get paid. Danny of us. I just got a thing in the mail that said I was getting a stimulus check because, you know, I made no money in 2018. Like, and that's the last time I did taxes because I haven't filed this year yet because, you know, everything's on hold. I was like, damn. Okay, cool. But also, this is a shit show. You know, when you have these crazy people who are like, we got to work. Let us back out of the house that are at these rallies. And you're like, dude, we fucking get it. I love to be on tour right now. I would love to be performing for crowds and giggling and drinking White Claws on stage and taking my top off. I also don't want my mom to die. No one has any idea what's going on. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, all these companies, we're all trying to figure it out. They're all trying to change business, but nobody fucking knows. It goes back to Starbucks. You're going to put a mug within a mug? What is this, Russian dolls for me to get my fucking coffee? It's too much. Nobody has any fucking idea. And the fact that people are expecting us to be productive. I spent three hours laying on my bed, not even my bed, the guest bed, pantless, letting my vagina breathe under a cool fan, drinking Whispering Angel. They don't sponsor me. Whispering Angel. If anybody knows anybody who works at Whispering Angel, call me. I'd love a sponsorship for the podcast, for my life. Just send me a fucking case of wine. Whispering angel. Because honestly, that's what we need, an angel to whisper to us, it's going to be okay. I don't know what to tell you, ladies. Some of us might have jobs. None of us might have jobs. We don't fucking know because nobody knows. The only person I really trust is Chris Cuomo. And even then, like, you're like, oh, God, I like him because he's a zaddy. But I think even Chris Cuomo, who had Corona, has no fucking idea what's going on. He's like. I don't know. Literally, I felt like shit. Thank God my entire family didn't get sick. I know his wife and I think his son got sick. But he's like, I don't know. No one knows. No one has any idea. That's why every day when I get up, I'm like, I don't know. Oh, you want me to do what today? I don't fucking know. Quit looking at me for advice. I don't fucking know. Girls, I'm glad y'all are drinking wine, sticking together. I hope you don't lose your jobs. I'm thinking of you. I'm praying on it. We're going to figure it out. I really think it's Eden who didn't show up to her performance review. Eden, you probably need to look elsewhere. Girl, you might, you might be working with the girl who has eyelashes on her car. Maybe you could do some PI work with Lori Beth. Think about it. Just saying. Whispering angel. Let's get to the next voicemail. Long time listener. First time caller, probably. I'm Jackie. I'm from Connecticut. I have an absolutely not for you. I was filling up my car with gas and some girl pulled into the pump behind me. I looked over because I was being nosy, and while she was pumping gas, she was holding a can of truly spiked seltzer. She's holding an alcoholic beverage while pumping her gas. I took a look in the car, and there was no one else in it, so no one else would have been drinking that seltzer. That was all on her. I didn't want to call and get the police involved, but I felt I should tell somebody, and so I'm telling you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're not drinking spiked seltzer while you're pumping gas and or driving. Bye. Wait, (laughs) Jackie from Connecticut. Does everything made me giggle about this? The tone of your voice. You're still whispering. I feel like you're in your Lexus. Like, what do I do? First and foremost, if you ever see somebody blatantly drinking and driving, I hate to be a buzzkill. I believe you do have to call the authorities. 
I've been behind drunk people on the road and like literally like kept my distance, but I had to like follow them and called the cops before. But hold on. Hold on. I'm not no hey, no shade, Jackie. Thank you for calling in. You know, people are losing their fucking minds. This bitch just pulled up drinking a truly also very bold of her just to have the can out. You know, a LaCroix, a Spindrift, all those other cans. Like, I feel like seltzer cans, you can tell when it's seltzer and you can tell when it's hard seltzer. It's more of a cigarette, slim, tall can. White Claw and Truly are both like white cans with some like bright floral coloring. I can't deal. This bitch could have been a Lori Beth. Did she have eyelashes on her bug? Just standing. It's, that would be like if you lit a cigarette. You're smoking like a parliament. Fucking cool menthol while pumping gas. That's somebody who doesn't give a fuck anymore. Who's like, try me, bitch. I got to drive to grandma's, drop off groceries. Try me. That is funnier than shit. Dangerous than shit, but funnier than shit. Doesn't give a shit anymore. Doesn't give a shit. This woman's like, I forgot my performance review. I haven't gotten paid. Didn't get my stimulus check. Burnt my vagina. The government's lying to me. Don't know if North Korea's freed or not. What's next? That's it. I'm hitting the open road, going to grandma's two blocks down the street. Need something to cruise with. But truly, I will tell you this right now. Hand of God would never promote drinking and driving on my podcast. But Jackie, what you witness is a bitch who snapped. Side note, next time I do think that I think you should, I think you should report it. Like I'm, I'm 99.9% sure, 110% sure you should call that in. I mean, it sucks. You never want to be a snitch, but she could hurt somebody. But that's crazy that you just saw that. People, if you've been seeing crazy shit, I need you to call into the hotline and tell me. 800-213-7503. That's what I want to get into next week. What's the crazy shit y'all have been seeing? A bitch with a long cig and a truly can? Getting out of her VW bug with lashes on the front bumper? Dude, what if you saw a BW bug from 2004 with lashes on the front and then lashes on the back? Because you know what it is? It's like when you see somebody in person and they put mascara on the top, but they never do their bottom lashes. You got to do both. I'm sorry, you have to. So if you're going to do lashes on the front, you better fucking do little like lower lashes on the back. Don't half-ass a lash car situation. That's on God, period. Wow, Jackie. Wow. Good to know. Don't go to Connecticut because everyone snapped. We're going to get into the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. I'm Kelly and I live in D.C., but I'm North Carolina born and bred, so you can trust me. All right. So I'm just going to get down to it. This is my horrible dating story. Um, I met a man on Hinge, a dating app. We have two great dates. We go on the third to go out to eat. And to be honest, at this date, I'm not feeling it anymore, especially since he ordered a rabbit stew. However, I'm single, obviously, so I at least want to get like a makeout out of this. You know, who knows when I'll get the next one? You know, you need some sugar, right? I let him out to my apartment for the first time. He asked to use the bathroom. I'm not a monster, so I say, yeah, we make out. Then about 15 minutes later, I go to the bathroom and Heather... I was assaulted on all senses. He had taken a dump in my bathroom. Absolutely not to the shitter. Absolutely not to burning my nostrils. And absolutely not to rabbit stew. 
I will never forget that scent. It was probably the worst shit I've ever smelled in my life. I had no choice but to ghost him. Just like his ghost shit. Thanks, Heather. Love you. Okay, Kelly from DC. Thank you so much for calling in with your dating nightmares. As you know, last week on the podcast, I had my dear friend Tommy on and he was kind of giving me the rundown of what it's been like to, you know, do some of that online dating from a man's perspective. And I told you guys I wanted to call into the hotline and tell me some of your horror stories because we're all in this together and I got to learn from both sides. Kelly from DC, originally from North Carolina, Gucci. Shout out to Duke. Also, I have no allegiance to like Duke University. But, you know, I just feel it. Kelly, okay, first of all, let's break down this entire date. Rabbits stew. I'm going to guess you went to like a cool kind of hipster farm to table joint that would serve rabbit stew. I don't think you're like in the middle of the Appalachian Trail right now, deliverance style. You're not at like, you know, Bobby Dean's roadside, roadkill situation. Here's the thing. Jeff loves rabbit. Jeff will order rabbit on any menu. I don't want the animal activists to come at me. My boy likes the rabbit. Rabbit stew. It's definitely a bold choice on a date. Side note, stews in general messy to eat. I would never go with the soup. I would go with the sandwich, you know, something with a soft potato, easy to eat, digest. A stew. Stews always have some sort of underlying, like either like a coconut milk in them, a bouillabon base, you know, either like a fuck ton of garlic or a mirepoix that just didn't settle right. You're always rolling the dice with a stew. Chili cleans you out every single time you even get near the bowl. So this guy already knew what he was up to. You and I both know it. Now I hear you. You're like, hey, girl, wasn't really feeling the date. Creeper orders a stew. I still want to get my makeout on. And that's the thing. You're in control. You have the situation. Absolutely yes to that. Going to get him up, do a little smoochy smooch, see what he's about. Maybe he can redeem himself. My question is, was he wiggling in the car? Like, I mean, it's a bold move for him to just go into your place and take a dump. At that point, if I was in that situation, I'm like, the stew's brewing, something's going to happen. I don't feel okay. I would excuse myself and say like, hey, I, I mean, I pull over at a gas station and go in to buy quote unquote gum. You know what I'm saying? Anything. I wouldn't go to your house and set the bathroom on fire. Maybe he was picking up on your judgment. Maybe he could see it in your soft eyes that you were judging him for the fucking stew. And he said, I know how this is going to turn out. Maybe he's a fucking freak and just is one of those guys who likes to dump on a date. Listen, I've heard crazy stories about these people who do bathroom things in the bedroom. That's disgusting. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. You know, you're in a vulnerable position. What are you supposed to do? You're like, this guy is already feeling far too comfortable. Those are our options out there. What are we supposed to do? I mean, the pressure is already on. And now you're telling me I got to lay in my house so you can peel the wallpaper off. I just spent six and a half hours watching TikTok videos, learning how to DIY my bathroom during quarantine. I'm going to take it that this date happened before all this shit, but literally. That's insane. P to P, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I love you and I'm thinking of you. Keep calling into the, the hotline. I need to hear these awful dating stories. As always, it's 800-213-7503. We get to the last voicemail. Hi, Heather. It's Leandra. This is the third time I've called you. I guess I'm just kind of following up because the first two I complained about my boyfriend like moving in with me during quarantine. And I guess we've, I've had a change of heart. <laughs> Because I was at first, I didn't want him there. 
he just like moved in. Okay, we'd only been together, known each other for a few months, and he just like when this happened, decided that's where he was living now. But it ended up being super positive and good because this has all lasted a lot longer than we all thought it would. And yes, I'm driving. I'm sorry, but it actually ended up working out great. He's wonderful and he's helped me a lot, and it's been a lot of fun actually staying in with him. And we've laughed, and we both have kids who we have 50-50 custody with with their parents, and we've had them part-time, luckily usually on the same days, which is cool, so that's been fun. We live in a real rural part of Montana, so it hasn't been really affecting us up here. Life is kind of pretty much the same, except things are closed, or were, everything kind of opened up this week. But absolutely yes to lovers and boyfriends and him being there because I was hating it, and I needed my space, and I was, like, so nervous about him. Hopefully, mine stays this way, because I'm 30 years old, and none of them have stuck around so far, so we'll see where this one goes, but thank you. Love you. I love this last voicemail. Leandra, I'm so sorry I didn't get to your other two voicemails, but I love this. Look at us coming full circle. We've been doing a lot of bitching, a lot of absolutely nots, but an absolutely yes to Leandra in rural Montana, not killing her spouse, not killing her boyfriend. She's found the positive. So while the rest of us are losing our fucking minds, Leandra had a moment of reflection. She came full circle and said, you know what? This guy's a good guy. I'm glad that you've had a moment to connect with him. That is pretty wild though. You're like, listen, you started off that voicemail like, we don't live together. And he just like moved in. And I'm sure he's taking some hot fire shits at your apartment, your home, whatever. But at least you're already in a relationship. So that's positive. It seems like you're in a positive mood. It seems like an absolute yes to seeing that if this guy's going to stick around for a while, because he sounds like a really good guy. You said towards the end of the voicemail, he was helping you out. I would like to go back and listen to your other voicemails and hear how much you were bitching about him. But I think that defeats the purpose because we got to end this podcast on a positive note. Love is love. While the rest of us who are, I'm like legally attached to Jeff. You know what I'm saying? We've got bills in in the same name, shit like that life insurance, health insurance. You're still in that fresh state. Probably give it another week, Leandra, and you might push them off a mountain in Montana. But for right now, the fact that you're having like a good week and you're able to go to work and do your things and feel positive and feel safe and healthy, that's all that matters. And that's on God. Don't go to Starbucks and burn your pussy though. Because then when you're stuck with your new boo in the house and you can't have sex, it'll really be feast or famine. That's what's up. Y'all, I love you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. As always, call into the hotline. I need to hear the crazy shit that you've been saying, experiencing your quarantine absolutely nots. 800-213-7503. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for lighting a candle for my grundle. We're going to make it through. We're going to get to the other sign. I'm going to have my wedding in Italy next year. It's going to be beautiful. I might have to get married on a Wednesday, but you know, my buddy Raymond said, Heather, you're a star. And you know what stars do? Get married whenever the fuck they want. And that's what's up. Gucci gang, peace and love. I miss every one of you. And I I will also be bringing more tour announcements. I know we're having to change shows. We're having to move things around. It's really not up to me. It's up to whether the theater will allow us, the state will allow us. And I'd rather us get to a place where maybe we can do shows where, you know, in a couple months where everybody can be together and feel safe and have a fucking good time. And I'll give you all those announcements as soon as I can. Great, now I'm getting a fucking cough. All right. I got to get out of here. Love and light. Stay safe. I love you. Everybody fuck off. (laughs) Love and light. See you next time on the Absolutely Not Podcast. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.